Welcome to the Anesthetonation Podcast, the podcast that equips you to draw closer to your relationship with God. Each week, we'll cover new topics, dive deeper into the Word of God, and really solve struggles that we all face on an everyday basis. I'm your host, Elisa John, a teenage girl who's passionate about using her gifts to help you embrace your worth, purpose, and identity in Jesus. I hope you'll join me along for the ride as we grow in fellowship and learn more about who God is. Hey everyone, it's Elisa John here and welcome back to my podcast, Anesta Generation. So on this episode, we're going to be talking about work and what biblical work really is. And I know a lot of us don't have jobs right now, but I really want to remind you that all of us, each and every one of us, are all working at something. Whether it's at school when we have to work to get good grades or in sports, when we try to be the best player we can be, or even in leadership positions, or whatever you're doing, we're all still working. And work is a necessary part of life, and it's also a valued and valuable part of life, not just in our eyes, but also in the sight of God's eyes. But I want to ask you, how can we work into the Lord? Because a lot of times in this world, we make it about us and what we can get out of it. And we also do the same with work. But the truth is, work was never about us. Work is about the best way that we can glorify God with our time, talents, and resources. And we really need to be intentional about that. And so I want to show you specific steps on why work is so important and how it enables us to grow in our relationship with the Lord. And then I'll give you practical application on the best ways that we can work into the Lord on a daily basis. So the first thing that I want to remind you with is that work has a purpose. Every single thing we do, from the biggest projects to just the tiny little actions we take on an everyday basis, they all have a purpose in the sight of the Lord. And honestly, there are a lot of times when we might not see it in the moment, but the work that we do here and now has everlasting effects. And by working, we're actually preparing ourselves for God's plan in ways that we honestly can't even imagine right now. And I think whenever we think about whatever we're doing, whether it's in school or whether it's in our job interviews in the future, we all think about how can, what can we bring to the table. But instead of going in with that mindset, go in with how am I using my gifts to honor the Lord and how am I effectively utilizing what I already have to give unto others and to serve others and to show them the love of Jesus. Because we honestly probably won't realize it, but the way that we're using our talents and treasures right now has really impact, will impact not just us, but it'll impact our relationship with the Lord and impact the way that others see Jesus. And so my personality is like the INFJ and so it's one of the core beliefs is that I need to find a value or purpose in everything so something that I instinctively do is that I look for like the symbolic meaning or the hidden meaning whether it's like in movies or books and I don't even control it many of the times and while this is actually really cool when I'm reading the bible or something it can also be really frustrating when I'm going to like the everyday moments and I can just get so tired of what I'm doing because it feels like what I'm doing doesn't even matter or does, doesn't really 
help anyone or doesn't even benefit myself but what i need to remember and it's something that i'm still struggling with but something i'm still going to the lord with is that all of the work i do is still important maybe not in the eyes of the world but always in the eyes of god and god is showing me that every single moment that i work unto him is moments when he receives all the glory and the honor and the praise and the whole point of work is not so that i can accomplish something or so that others will like look at me and like applaud me but it's so that i can know jesus and grow in my understanding of him we're going to be talking about david because david is one of the most influential characters in the bible and we often know him as either the shepherd boy or the king but honestly his time as a shepherd is what prepared him to be a king which i think is really cool because it's not just with david but god has the same process with us it may be difficult and we may not understand it all but it's all valuable in his eyes so is so what is taking place in this chapter is that the philistines were actually fighting against israel and the philistines had goliath and goliath represented like basically all the challenges that we faced and he was literally greater than any other warrior because he had so much experience he had so much skill and finesse and david honestly had none of that so beginning in verse 32 and it says then david said to saul let no man's heart fail because of him your servant will go and fight with this philistine and saul said to david you are not able to go to go against this philistine to fight with him for you are a youth and he a man of war from his youth but david said to saul your servant used to keep his father's sheep and when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock i went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth and when it arose against me i caught it by its beard and struck and killed it your servant has killed both lion and bear and this uncircumcised philistine will be like one of them seeing as he has defied the armies of the living god moreover david said the lord who has delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear he will deliver me from the hand of this philistine and saul said to david go and the lord be with you so saul clothed david with his armor and he put a bronze helmet on his head he also clothed him with a coat of me a coat of mail david fastened his sword to his armor and tried to walk for he had not tested them and david said to saul i cannot walk with these for i have not tested them so david took them off Then he took a staff his staff in his hand and he chose himself five smooth stones from the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag in a pouch which he had and his sling was in his hand and he drew near to the Philistine and I'm going to stop right there because I know it's a pretty well known story and we see that after this David goes on to defeat Goliath and because of his actions the whole Philistine army is just collapses after the death of Goliath and the nation of Israel is able to subdue them and overpower them but it all began because David chose to fight against the enemy but he chose not to fight with a posture that someone else would have which is of arrogance like the Philistines had but he began with a posture of humility recognizing that everything he had was from the Lord and and what i want you to remind you of is that david's time tending sheep actually prepared him and refined him to shepherd god's people and defeat his enemies we see how david mentioned this to saul and how he didn't have traditional experience he wasn't out there in the battlefield defeating dozens of enemies he literally had no experience whatsoever but 
He knew what it was like to protect his animals from danger. He knew what it was like to face ferocious enemies and to defeat them, not through his strength, but through the Lord's strength. And because of that, he was able to defeat Goliath. And if you notice, he didn't wear someone else's armor. He chose the weapons that God had specifically given him and equipped him with. Because while he might not have been comfortable using a sword and a shield, he had a lot of experience using a sling and some stones. And while it might seem laughable in the moment, this moment in time is actually what ignited the spark in him. And he would go on to defeat hundreds and hundreds of enemies in battle. And he would go on to become the king of Israel, one that is so influential and and such an important man of God that he would actually become one of the people in the lineage of Jesus, which is so cool. But what we see is that because he valued the mundane moments of working, the times of the small beginnings when no one saw him, no one probably applauded him. They probably always looked over him or always uh, ridiculed the work that he was doing. But he didn't. He understood its significance, so much so that God used the work that he had done years before to prepare him for this very moment of time to lead God's people into victory. And we also see this in the life of Joseph. And we see how Joseph was began as just a young boy who had these dreams and no one really understood them all. But he made the mistake of telling them to his brothers too early before God had put everything into place and we see him out of jealousy his brothers actually sold him into slavery and time and time again he encounters burdens and trials and tribulation and there are many times when he could have given hope uh, given up hope but each time we see that God rewards his faithfulness and Joseph he came out of literally prison uh, out of a prison where he spent many years of his life he actually gets elevated to the second highest authority in all of Egypt, second only to the Pharaoh. And we see that in the moment, Joseph could have felt so angry at God. He must have felt so defeated when he thought about all the work that he was missing out on, the work that he probably thought was really important. But yet, he still chose to be faithful, even in the times when he probably wanted to give up or Someone else in his place probably would have lost hope, but he didn't because he placed his hope in the Lord. And we see that in each position he had, God caused him to prosper and to find favor with all those around him. And because of his experience working in the jail and working as a slave, and because of that, God was able to use that to cause him to protect Egypt and other countries as well from a horrible famine that would have killed countless lives and would have destroyed and ravaged the entire nation. And I just want to remind you that Joseph's job was far from amazing or incredible. He was literally stuck with a really undesirable job, but he still worked with a purpose. He knew that despite all the circumstances he would have to face, he would still intentionally choose to surrender to the Lord and obey the Lord's will. And that is why God caused him to prosper, not because of his skill, not because of his talent, but because he humbly recognized that there's purpose in every single thing that we do. And when we as Christians and as believers in the Most High understand the full impact that our work has, when we truly grasp that our work matters and is actually an amazing opportunity to know God and to share His love with others, our whole perspective transforms. 
we began finding joy in the everyday moments because we realized the full power that we possess. Because wherever we are, that's where we have the opportunity to be the hands and feet for Jesus. That's where we reach the unlovable. That's where we are able to connect with those that have maybe never heard the gospel or maybe don't believe in God because of what they've experienced. And we could be the ones that could be the light of Jesus and working unto the Lord. And when we see, when everyone else around us sees that, the fact that we find joy in our work in a place when so many people are so sick and tired of what they do, they will be able to see something different in us and they will be able to recognize the Holy Spirit working through us and in us. Because above all, in every single thing that we do, our ultimate goal is to glorify the Lord. And the second point I want to remind you of is that work brings us closer to the heart of Jesus. And now I'm going to go to Nehemiah 12. So in the story of Nehemiah, what we see is that this happens many years after the Israelites were led into the promised land through the hand of Moses. And they've honestly messed up a lot. And the problem wasn't that they weren't perfect. The problem was that they refused to obey the Lord. Time and time again, God pursued them. And yet they still refused to submit themselves to the Lord. And because of them, because of that, he allowed them to get what they wanted. They were able to go in their own way and they saw how disastrous that was. Because of their sin, God allowed them to be exiled and taken captive. And right now, they are able to finally be free of this captivity because once again, God was faithful and showed them mercy. And so in this time, Nehemiah was one of the people there who led the way to rebuild the temple that was destroyed because of their exile. And many years have passed since then. And it can seem a lot, and a lot of the people were really disheartened and didn't know where to begin. But we see throughout this whole time, God is the one who encouraged them, and God is the one who helped them build, not unto them, but unto the Lord, so that he receives the glory. And so Nehemiah verse 12, starting in verse 43. Also that day they offered great sacrifices and rejoiced, for God had made them rejoice with great joy. The women and the children also rejoiced, so that the joy of Jerusalem was heard afar off. And at the same time, some were appointed over the rooms of the storehouse for the offerings, the first fruits and the tithes, to gather into them from the fields of the cities of the portions specified by the law for the priests and Levites. For Judah rejoiced over the priests and Levites who ministered. Both the singers and the gatekeepers kept the charge of the guard, a charge of their God, and the charge of the purification, according to the command of David and Solomon his son. For in the days of David and Asaph of old, there were chiefs of the singers and songs of praise and thanksgiving to God. In the days of Zerubbabel, in the days of Nehemiah, all Israel gave the portions for the singers and the gatekeepers, a portion for each day. They also consecrated holy things for the Levites, and the Levites consecrated them for the children of Aaron. So in addition to rebuilding the temple, one of the things they did was also to rebuild the Jerusalem walls, which were also torn down. And Nehemiah focuses mainly on rebuilding these walls in addition to everything that they'd also lost. And we see here that after they were able to complete this work once and for all, that they began to praise God and they began to praise God through their gifts and talents. It said that there were singers and gatekeepers and people who just praise the Lord through their gifts. And instead of becoming grumpy about it, they actually found joy in working because they knew that this is the Lord's work. Something as simple as building a wall was able to have so much meaning 
because they understood its significance maybe not the full significance but they understood that this was important not just to themselves so that god may receive the glory by rebuilding the walls it was kind of like saying that lord we've messed up we've sinned but we're going to repent and turn back to you this is our way of showing that we really want to return to you and have and for you to have our whole hearts we're run we're done running and instead we want to pursue you with everything we have and the people praised God because they were filled by the Spirit and they relied on Him as a source of strength. And what I really want to focus on is that every single person had a specific responsibility that allowed them to experience the Lord more fully. And not just that, but also invite others to partake in His presence as well. We see gatekeepers and singers and artists and creators and so much more. And I just want to remind you that each and every one of us are blessed with different gifts. You might be good at singing, you might be good at social media, you might be good at playing a specific sport, but whatever it ha- whatever that you do, allow that moment and allow whatever you're doing to seek God's presence, even through whatever your actions are on a daily basis, and share about that with the people that you interact with as you're doing this work. Tell them about Jesus, not just with your words, but also the things that you take a stand for and the way that you behave and act because this work is so important and so crucial and honestly our work enables us to gain such rich layer of understanding about who god is when i first started this ministry my goal was like to help others in their faith and to help people on me, especially my friends, to go in their relationship with the Lord. But honestly, as I was doing this, I probably learned so much about Jesus myself. Like this time has been really challenging, but it's also been a time of such massive growth because I grew so much in my understanding of who God is and what he has done in my life and what he's continuing to do in your lives as well. And I just want to remind you that, like I said over and over again, start working with intention. Don't try to get beat yourself up about if something isn't impactful in the world's standards because many times what God defines as success is not at all the definition of worldly success. Worldly success is very flashy and showy, but eternal success, that's way harder to distinguish from. From, but as we know God, we can realize it. Eternal success is maybe not becoming number one at something, but maybe working into the Lord looks like serving the person right next to you or having patience with those people who really get on your nerves, but you know you still have to work with them anyway. Because let's be honest, we've all been there. But whatever you do, do it until the Lord. And I just want to go back to Psalm 23 and we see how uh, David writes this beautiful, beautiful um, analogy of the shepherd and how the shepherd watches over his sheep and how much he cares for them and sacrifices for them. And David understood Jesus because of David's time as a king and a shepherd. David walked that road before him. He spent time with uh, with the sheep and he spent time daily with them understanding who they were and knowing them and then as a king he spent time understanding his people and analyzing battle plans and so much more and because of that he was able to gain a deeper understanding of one of the many aspects of God's character so suppose you're an artist for example and you start creating these beautiful artworks the same way you're doing that 
through your art, you're also able to understand how creative God is and how he's so intentional with his designs and how he creates so much beauty all around us. Because that's what really work is. Our whole goal of work is to pursue the Lord and to seek his presence in whatever we do. And something I really want to remind you of is that work begins with rest. This is a huge one and one that we often miss because it can be really hard to work when you're super burnt out. I've been there before and I'm realizing that if I don't cherish my rest, I won't be able to enjoy my work either. I'll just go into this endless cycle of fatigue and burnout and frustration. But the whole reason why it's happening is because I'm not working into the Lord and I'm not honoring the Lord with my body. And honoring the Lord with my body is so much more than what I do with it, but it's also what I choose to not do with it. It's choosing to take a break when I really want to work even more hours, and it's choosing to spend time in His Word when I'd rather be scrolling on social media. It's intentionally deciding to lay down our desires and pursue holiness even when it's hard. And when we truly understand the importance of rest, we can find both rest and work fulfilling because our ultimate source of satisfaction is found in Jesus. And we also see this in the life of Moses because Moses was the leader who really guided the people and the nation of Israel from Egypt into the promised land. And we see in this time as they're journeying through the wilderness and even as the people are unfaithful, we see Moses consistently meeting with the Lord. And it says that the Lord met with him face to face, just as friends would meet. And that's what I love about the Lord. He's not like far away and he's not like some uh, like angry god or someone who's very cold and distant but he's so personal and intimate and he wants to have a relationship with you and that begins with the way we work and moses had a really high position of leadership but yet we always see him meeting with the lord before making decisions before uh, figuring out who's in the right and who's in the wrong, especially when enacting justice. We always see him with the Lord before all else, and that's where we should be too. Before we go to school, before we go to sports or activities or just get caught up in all the busyness of life, we must first be with the Lord. Because no matter how many responsibilities we have, we must be with God to know God. And as we do that, we are pointed back to Jesus and his love and his goodness and his graciousness. Because just as Jesus served people, he also worked and rested with the Lord. And if the Son of God can do that, that's the example that we must follow as believers in Christ. And I just want to remind you that rest, the whole point of rest is to remind us that Jesus is good and that Jesus alone can do what we cannot, which is to be powerful and to be kind and to serve and everything. He is able to do it all, yet he still chose to show us that we need to rest. Because rest remind us, reminds us that it's not what we do that defines us. It's not our actions. It's not what we accomplish. But it's who we are in Jesus and who we are in Christ. Because a lot of times it can be really, really hard, especially when we get so caught up in all this scheduling and all of our agenda and we start placing our identity in that. We say like, if I don't get down all these items or if I don't join all these clubs or do all these things, then I won't be that good or I won't be prepared for college. And we have so much worry and doubt and anxiety. But before all else, spend time with the Lord. 
it seems countercultural because it is, but it's really important to understand who he is because our ultimate source of strength and of everything we will ever need in life is found in Jesus and in Jesus alone. And so now I'm going to give you some practical application because it's not enough to just hear this once. We need to practically live this out on an everyday basis and work for the Lord in the daily moments of life. And so I heard this podcast with Tara Sun, she's an influencer, and Kali Nicole. And what she said really revolutionized the way that I thought about work. And she said the five minutes that we entrust to God with our work accomplishes way more than the hours we spend working in our own strength. And that's something that I've always taken with me. And something that I've always thought about in the moments when I really just want to keep on working and keep on going. But I know, no, I need to stop. I need to slow down. I need to just meet with the Lord. Because I think logically my... I'm thinking that I must do more or I must do enough. And that's maybe where you're at right now. Maybe you don't have those exact thoughts, but maybe you feel super overwhelmed and you feel like you need to get stuff done and you need to spend hours a day working because there's no way you'll be able to get caught up. And I've been there before and I know how difficult and how stressful that those times can be. But take your worries to the Lord and take your work unto the Lord. And as scary as it can be, I dare you and I challenge you, instead of doing work first, be with God and meet with God in his word and in prayer and just in the everyday moments first and then do work. Because I've noticed that my whole perspective of work shifts because work begins with positivity, perspective and a purpose. Be thankful for the opportunities that God gave you to work, but at the same time, fix your eyes on Jesus as you're working and remind yourself that it's not about me, it's about Him and His love. And work for the glory of God, whether that looks like serving people or having a joyful attitude, even the moments when you just want to quit. Do it anyway, because what you're doing right now, I just want to tell you, no matter how just frustrating and exhausting it can be no matter how many times you just want to be done with it because I've literally been there every single day when I go to school so I get exactly how you're feeling but still work unto the Lord because we might not realize it on the side of heaven but when we meet Jesus face to face we'll learn and we'll truly understand just how important that work was and before working just start with God and meet with him even if it's just like literally a couple of moments or whether it's like several hours a day just meet with him i know it might sound repetitive but i just really want you to know that it's the simple things that are the most effective also look for the ways that you can intentionally love on others i talked about serving before but ways to tangibly put this into practice is maybe you see someone around you struggling in their work whether it's in school or whether it's in one of your activities, maybe just sharing the love of Jesus with them and letting them know that they're not alone and always being the person that people can go to with anything, whether it's just small little struggles or even just those big challenging moments. Be the type of person that when others look at you, they can instantly instantly see the light of Jesus living inside your heart. And also, this is a one that I really struggle with, but it's entrusting a schedule in God's hands and learn to embrace the unscheduled. Because the biggest ways that God works is when we're living off our schedule. 
because when we look at the bible we see tales of joseph and esther and jonah and all these people if they lived on their schedule so many people today wouldn't know jesus and we wouldn't know jesus if the apostles just went back to fishing none of us would know who jesus is and it began with literally just 12 disciples and now christianity is literally global because so many people dare to trust their schedule with the lord so really it can be difficult it's not something like a one and done kind of thing you'll have to do this every single day and daily surrendering everything both your dreams and your hopes for the day and also the ways that you're struggling into the lord's hands because intentional work is impactful work and when we work with a clear focus and according to what God's word is, is what God's word says is true, then we invite the Lord to transform our lives forever. And so just to wrap this up, I want to remind you that work is good. It's a good thing. God gave us work and designed it for, to be fulfilling. But at the same time, it should not be our idol. We work to honor what God has given us and to grow in our relationship with him. And just I want to challenge you today to not just work into the Lord like tomorrow or wait and put it off until the last minute because you'll be waiting your whole life. Instead, work unto the Lord today and then the next day and the next day because then that's how a lifetime of commitment and dedication to His Word and to applying what you learned from Him, it really takes place. Because when we learn to work into the Lord, that's one of the most revolutionary things we can do as children of the Most High. And it's so important because... Working always begins with love. It comes from a place of love from who God is, but it also comes from a place of knowing who we are and then being led to love others in whatever we do. Whatever sphere of influence we are, I encourage you to work into the Lord. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. I really hope it encouraged you. And please, if you have any questions at all about what work is or what it looks like, please feel free to ask me, to email me or send me a DM. And I'm always here for you. And I remember, as you leave this podcast, think about the ways that you can work into the Lord. I'll see you next time. Bye.